Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Friday, August the 13th. Uh-oh. Oh, that's, that's spooky. Uh, good day for preseason football, though. It's also a great day to be presented by... Oh, yeah. Bud Light! That's right. This podcast, this episode is presented by wonderful folks at Bud Light, and you should share a Bud Light with us as you listen to do that, go to BudLight.com slash delivery to order your Bud Light delivered to your house. A plethora of options. BudLight.com slash delivery to get that delicious ice cold beverage sent to your doorstep. On this episode, we will preview the first week of preseason action. That's right. A preseason NFL preview. Coming up, we'll recap the preseason action on Sunday, and uh, there'll be a mailbag in the podcast for Saturday. Bonus episode for you guys. That's how we roll. And you can also check out um, teams who will make t- teams who made the playoffs who will miss, and teams who missed the playoffs who will make uh, with Ryan Wilson and Jordan Dejani separate podcast. But those are in the feed as well. And listen to this week's episode of All Things Covered. Our pals Brian McFadden and his cousin Patrick Peterson. They talked to one of the only human beings to ever rush for 2,000 yards in a single season. That's right, ECU's own Chris Johnson. CJ2K recalls his memorable 2009 season, comments on who's faster between him and Tyreek Hill, and tells BMAC why they should have been teammates on the Steelers. Download and follow all things covered wherever podcasts are found. Joining me to talk some NFL preseason, <laughs> Ryan Finley-Wilson. What's up, Wilson? Hey, hey, hey. Still no breach. He was, uh, I was on vacation last week, so I can't vacation shame him, but he is, I think he's in Cincinnati spending time with his family, so I guess I can't. You think, do you think he actually eats that disgusting chili that they have there? I turned on HQ on Thursday morning before 8 a.m. when they start the, 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 new, the new morning in Fort Lauderdale, and they were playing the overnights from, from Stanford, Connecticut, and I, the first thing I hear is Will Brinson whinging about the chili in Cincinnati oh, yeah. talking about the Bengals win total. I, that wasn't the most surprising thing because you always crap all over their chili, pardon the, the pun. Um, it was you saying that you were bullish on the Bengals winning more than six games. We don't have to talk about that now, but I thought that was that was indeed crazy talk. I actually even said that the, the Bengals are now the podcast's most hated team, and I lamented that Breach brings them up every, uh, every episode, and then you managed to somehow shoehorn the Bengals into this, even though we're never going to talk about a Bengals game. I know. Uh, no, the Bengals, the Bengals, we are going to talk about the Bengals. They played the Bucks this weekend, but we got a ton of games to get to. So let's go and start previewing them. Of course, there were games on Thursday night, but this is Friday's show. By the way, I can't believe what happened in that Washington Patriots game. I didn't want to talk about it. I'm like, see Joe Flacco. (laughs) (laughs) Magic. (laughs) He is indeed elite again. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't Joe? He's on the Eagles. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah! That's right. That was oh that game too last night was incredible. That's yeah. right. That's who was playing. Um, really get locked into these preseason games. Friday's action though: Titans, Falcons, Bills, Lions, and Cowboys, Cardinals. Who out of this trifecta intrigues you, Wilson? I mean, there, there's a lot of intrigue to go around, but I'm going to start with Dallas because the Cowboys tweeted out on Thursday that there's no ca- no cause for alarm. But Dax get another MRI on that shoulder. I don't even think that is a fair representation of the Cowboys tweet because yeah, I am paraphrasing it because I don't have it in front of me, but I I, do. I will bring it up. It was it was the most hilarious. And by the way, Twitter has changed these the buttons now. It's a disaster. I thought they changed the fonts, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. But I'm old. They changed it so now the if you're following somebody, the button is uh, black to match 
the background, which is they change. And if you're not following somebody, the button is white, which uh, it, it just looks different. It keeps it confuses me. Like, I was like, oh, I'm not following the Cowboys. All right. Nobody cares about that. Where's the tweet? What's the tweet say? Okay. It's the Cowboys tweet out on uh, this is it's truly an amazing tweet. 8.06 p.m. on August 11th. That would be Wednesday evening. This is the full tweet. It's not a setback, period. Return. And it's not a reason to worry, period. But QB Dak Prescott is planning on getting another MRI. What the hell do you mean it's not a setback and it's not a reason to worry? When you when my wife walks into the kitchen, she's like, listen, I don't want you to freak out, but like I'm gonna start freaking out. I don't want you to worry, but like if you say it's not a setback and it's not a re- if you tell me something is not a reason to worry, I'm going to worry about it more. It's like you the plane had to land early because there were some mechanical issues. They got the plane fixed. You're on the plane. The plane's getting ready to take off. And the pilot says, no need to worry. We need, you, we need you to get off the plane. we got to check it out again, but it's fine. You're yeah. running off the plane. You're not asking any questions. Yeah, get me off of this plane. I just dodged a bullet. Uh, you know, Dak, and it was interesting in Hard Knocks because on Tuesday, I don't know if you – I don't know if you. I didn't see it yet. Oh, it's, it's actually a really good episode. I enjoyed it. But Dak uh, – and this is not – it's not a spoiler. Who cares? Uh, so Dak is like the opening scene is Dak like anxious or Jerry Jones talks. And then Dak is anxiously trying to get back on the field in the opening few minutes of the show. Like he, they're like, Hey, we're taking it easy. We're doing like this and this. And Dak's like, Oh no, no, like I gotta get back out there. I gotta, like get me in there. Why are they holding me back? And there's this ham fisted moment where Mike McCarthy so, all right, all right, boys, like, what's the GPS say on Dak here? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm into analytics. I spent time at the PFF offices on the time last summer. Um, and, and they're like, hey, by, by the way, I should, I should note quickly that you and I discussed before the podcast how you're going to start doing more Southern accents. And this is an example of it. I know it is. I'm now I'm subconsciously doing more. Yeah. Mike McCarthy's from Pittsburgh. I don't know why. I would yeah, I know. All right, go ahead. Yeah, good point. Go ahead, Mike. At any rate, uh, so. McCarthy is like, oh, five, five seventy-five. That's too much. You know, we gotta dial it back. And then Dak is throwing and he comes inside. He's like, Man, I felt something you know happen. Oh, he said that. Yeah, like something, something along like he he basically was being it was weird because he was being over aggressive about trying to get reps in. And then he went over and it's like, Yeah, I, you know, I feel something. And so they're like, All right, let's dial it back. It just, I don't know if is there a chance that all of this is unnecessary? Like, is like the Cowboys drumming manufactured up drama? drama? Yeah, maybe. But if unless he specifically wanted to to make a spectacle, uh, the whole thing about his arm hurting. Typically, you only say that when your arm does in fact hurt. And the fact that you're getting an MRI, you don't get MRIs for fun. You want to see if there's any damage internally that you don't see in an X-ray because X-rays are bone and MRI does tissue and ligaments and and whatnot. So that's a concern. So I, I don't know when he's having the MRI. You mentioned that the tweet was sent out Wednesday night. It's Thursday afternoon as we're recording this. We haven't seen anything yet. I'm sure, you know, Schefter, Lockham for Rappaport will will certainly know before any, anyone else does. But yeah, it's a definitely concern. Yeah, it's a big concern. And for the Cowboys, they are the Cardinals are minus one and a half in this game. I would not imagine we see a ton of Kyler Murray if do you bet? Preseason games typically? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, what's your success rate on those compared to regular season? I don't bet a ton of preseason games. I guess at the end of the day, it is literally a coin flip at this point. I mean, you know, they're, they're I mean, yeah, they're lines. They're, you know, there's actually the 
in the DFS community, preseason DFS is wildly popular because you can get if you if you do your research and you know who's going to get reps, you can get a significant advantage That's over true. everybody else. And so it's become it's become way more popular. The guys at uh, established a run do a really good job of of covering that. I don't know how much preseason DFS we're getting on. So um, let me ask you this: um, you know, Dak Prescott's obviously not going to play against the Cardinals, and he probably wouldn't. Have, man, I played anyway if he were completely healthy. Garrett Gilbert, Ben DiNucci, uh, Cooper Rush are the quarterbacks. Is the number two quarterback for the Cowboys currently on the Cowboys roster? Yes, but I don't think the Cowboys are happy about it. Well, I mean, they could end up trading for someone. They could trade for Nick Foles, which would be hysterical because Andy Dalton's currently the starter in Chicago. Uh, you know, there, there are options up there. Uh, Mason yeah, Rudolph has been floated as a name who could possibly be traded out of Pittsburgh. Um, you know, Joe Flacco, the Philadelphia Eagles. Just threw for 5,000 yards last night. He could be a, a possibility. <laughs> I think they'll stick with who they've got because those guys have learned the system and gotten the reps. And I, I do yeah. think that they are confident Dak will be back. I would also, if I were betting on this game, I would probably take the Cowboys because I, I would anticipate that their defense is out on the field. The, the start, the oh. young players who ha they have a ton of rookies on their defense. And so yeah. there's a good chance that they will be out on the field for a lengthy amount of time. So that would be, that would be my lean there. I think I, I'm okay. not actionable uh, betting advice. The Titans at the Falcons and bills at the lions. Let me yeah, say I, something quickly. I see a ton of action. I, I'm very, very curious to see what sort of reps the receiving crew, the receiving core from the, the lions get, because I, I tend to think that, TJ Hawkinson could have a monster year because there's nobody else to catch the ball in there. Like if you're Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell, by the way, is quickly becoming one of my favorite people in the NFL. And a uh, back, complete, back in on Dan Campbell. Complete, complete antithesis to, to Matt Patricia. But if you're Dan Campbell, do you pull a old ball coach, Steve Spurrier? I don't know if you remember this, but when he kept his starters in for all four games of the preseason in the, in the uh, Washington went four and oh, like they were just, crushing people because he Everybody's was like, like Spurs back baby <laughs> if you're Dan Campbell do you do that to get get some uh some confidence on a team that's probably the worst or at least the second worst team in the NFL I mean this is this is gonna be the only chance you have of beating the Bills this year that's not a terrible idea I mean that's, you want to see the good bet and you could argue yeah the Lions you, are minus one should we be taking the Lions to win the game outright the Lions based, just based on Dan Campbell's gonna get Sean McDermott ain't gonna play anybody no I, I mean no you wouldn't think. And you could say, well, don't Detroit doesn't Detroit need to figure out the roster spots 40 through 53? No, they're going to be terrible. So just try to win as many football games as you can now, build some confidence, pull an old ball coach, and whatever happens when September rolls around, that's what happens. Yeah, I think this, I is, a lock, I think this is a lock of the week. This might be the lock of the year, Detroit over Buffalo. <laughs> Wilson, oh, Wilson all of a sudden is in. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see what uh, if, if Jared Goff is going to – Jared Goff said something about mm, – I don't see anything on him not playing in the preseason. Sean McVay obviously didn't uh, – I guess if you do click, you can get a uh, – I just clicked through the first top, uh, option of the news items. It's Bills versus Lions, odds picks, 2001 NFL preseason week one predictions, best bets from expert on 40 and 22 run. NFL expert R.J. White is <laughs> – so that's what RJ RJ's got a bet in this. Let's see what he let's see what he bet. We'll give it away to people on the podcast, even though without a, sub, a sports side subscription. There you go. Um, oh, Lions plus two. Look at that. Oh, yeah. That's what time it is. So it's moved three points. All right. We're gonna take the I'm gonna take the Lions money line tonight. Uh, there you go. It's a layup, I'm telling you. I would bet if you have a hundred thousand dollars laying around, bet it all. 
don't don't listen to Wilson on that. Just claim um, not listen. And, and by the way, uh, you can follow my bets on Action Network if so inclined. I track them on there. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, you got hired by Action Network? I see. You can follow. No, them. no, no, no. I'm saying I track track them. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, that's it. And then Tennessee and Atlanta. I want to see Kyle Pitts see what he's all about. Um, I don't know if there's anything else to take away from this game. The Titans to me are one of the most boring good teams in the NFL. Maybe the most boring good team in the NFL. And that's I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean they they sort of mechanical and methodical in how they win football games and their defense needs to be better. I don't know where um if their rookie cornerback's gonna play or not because of the back issue. I don't know where he's at. I've been following him over the course yeah, of the Harley. Yeah, over the course of training camp. But um uh, Kyle I would guess he's not out there a ton. And I can't imagine Kyle Pitts gets a ton of reps either. He might. I mean, no, this is Arthur Smith, Mike Vrabel ball. So it'll probably be a pretty friendly little affair. You know, don't, don't, right. I don't think it'll be too intense of a. All right, you want to go to Saturday's games? Yeah, let's move on to Saturday's games. Man, uh, look, I'm, preseason previews are. Well, here, I'll, I'll give you a highlight of the, this game. I actually really. Dolphins, Bears, Broncos, Vikings on amongst the Saturday games. We'll start with those two. Yeah, exactly. Tua versus Justin Fields. I mean, that has the potential to be, if that were a college matchup two years ago, you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to see how this unfolds. Alabama versus Ohio State. Now it's Miami versus Chicago. Suddenly less sexy, but, you know, by all accounts, Tua's healthy and he's looked great in training camp and he has to do those things because they will be looking for a quarterback if he looks anything like the guy we saw last year. And I know people push back and understandably so. When well, I keep, and by the way, um, oh no, sorry, keep going on Tua. Just so that I, I give Tua a hard time. I, I want him to play well. I hope his hip is better, and I hope he looks more like the guy we saw at Alabama. Justin Fields, we've talked about this on the last well, I was going to say, before you get to, uh, let's see if I can find this tweet from a minute ago. This is about an hour ago from, oh, who no. Um Let's see, this is from Omar Kelly. Somebody pass along. I'm not, I'm fine on Omar, I'm just, but I'm just letting you know. Jeez, I like yeah. Omar. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't really know him. I just find his tweets to be bizarre. Uh, yeah. He said... Jakeem is in Jakeem Grant is wide open downfield and Tua throws hot trash his way. Jakeem slows <laughs> down to catch it and then drops it. A little bit later, Tua scrambles to the sideline, tries to flick the ball out of bounds to a tailback, and it's a fumble that would be a safety. Flores gets in his ear and Tua takes his helmet off and looks back to Comet two times. Ooh, saucy. I say. That's fire in the belly when you're talking back to uh, Yeah, Pico. where's the what about the fire in the belly now, Prisco? You clown. All right. Well, I, I I heard one thing, and clearly, uh, Omar saw, saw something completely different with his eyeballs. Well, I do think that I do think those sort of reports are interesting because it begs the question: Where's the truth? Well, it begs no. the question: How much how much time how much burn is Tua going to get in this game? Because uh, Matt Nagy has said that Andy Dalton is going to play probably just the first series. Oh, okay. Potentially a little bit more if they score quickly, I think he said. Oh, okay. and then, Just one series. Go ahead. And then, um, according to Nagy, Justin Fields is going to take over and play into the, like maybe into the fourth quarter. That's a good. lot. Of, that's a lot of Fields action on the field, which is good. Like we people, and if it's going to be, it's going to be interesting for the for the Bears uh, front office because if you know if they have to try and, you know, I mean, like, are they going to? hold back if Justin Fields looks great? How are they going to handle this? It's not exactly an easy situation, I don't think. Well, they, they said the role with Andy Dalton and the fact that they've, it sounds like they're going to play a lot of Justin Fields after already having committed to Andy Dalton to start of the season. Maybe it doesn't matter. But I mean, you know, 
Matt Nagy historically gets frustrated when, when reporters ask him questions. He doesn't feel like answering or repeatedly asking the same questions. He's inviting questions about why Justin Fields isn't playing. If Justin Fields comes out and plays well after he let Justin Fields play two plus quarters. Agreed. If you, so. if you give Justin Fields all those reps in the preseason, which you should because he's your rookie quarterback and he's probably going to play at some point this season and they really should just acknowledge that. But if you give him all those reps and he looks awesome, it's going to be tough to leave Andy Dalton out there playing like hot doo-doo in the first week of the season. Yeah, I have very low expectations for one series of Andy Dalton. I have very low expectations for Andy Dalton. Who? Why did I get rid of that clip? Tyron Mathieu. Eh, I don't have any more. <laughs> oh, the nine. And, My the man, nine. Andy Dalton, is coming in, and he's going to lead him to the playoffs. Nine wins. I see nine wins in this team's future. Nine wins, you said. My goodness. Crazy talk. What a time to be alive. What a time. So, who asked? Someone asked me this on the radio the other day. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Teddy Bridgewater slash Drew Locke uh, time split as QB1 in 1A. That seems idiotic to me. As Denver versus Minnesota is the next game I've hopped to. Oh, thank you. Um, why does it seem idiotic? How many times do teams with two quarterbacks win a lot of football games? Oh, no, no, almost never. Right. That's why. That's why I ask. Well, I just think that the – here's the thing. <laughs> the, um, there you go. Steal my line. Broncos, the Broncos are looking at this like they want Drew Locke to be good. George, George, is it Peyton or Patton? Peyton. Like Peyton, maybe. Um, I think he wants, I think he's still getting a push from John Elway, who still has his presence you know, in, in the front office, to make sure that Drew Locke gets his fair shake and see if he can be any good. And at the same time, Peyton probably believes they can win more games with Teddy Bridgewater. So this is a team that's preparing to see potentially eight, seven, eight, nine starts from both guys, depending on how many, you know, how it shakes out in the early part of the season. They're going to try it. It's it's just obvious. They're going to try and run Drew Locke out there. Oh, you think Drew Lock is, you think Drew Locke is the week one starter? I think Drew Locke is the week one starter. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, it doesn't matter to me. I, I want you to stick, pick one and stick to it. I think the idea of going back and forth and that's not what they're necessarily going to do, but the uh, just thought it's of it crazy. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, that is, that seems to me like what they are going to do. Do you feel more stable uh, or what is more stable? The Denver quarterback situation or the the Vikings quarterback situation where apparently neither of the quarterbacks are vaccinated. And this is not a political statement. I'm just asking if you're a fan and you want your best players to play and they're not there because they didn't get vaccinated. That's why I'm asking that. Yeah, it's a, it's I was on HQ on Wednesday night and they asked me, you know, what do you um like, you know, what do you think about Lamar Jackson's over-under for rushing yards? I said, here's the deal. I'm not taking an over on any quarterback, or really any player, a season-long player prop on any player who's unvaccinated. This is not, again, not a political statement. It is simply betting and, and fantasy football advice. If Lamar Jackson, if you take the over on his rushing yards for the full season and he has close contact and misses two games, he's not going to hit that over. Correct. It's It's simply... Um, you know, it's just a, it's just a, a, a an approach. The, the, the takeaway is this: the Vikings have the better quarterback, quarterbacks one and two, mm-hmm. but they they may end up playing fewer games than Teddy B and Drew Lock. There you go. So yeah, I um, I think it's kind of important to see who's going to be the how the bat. If you're the Vikings, you better get some backup reps for those guys too, for your quarterbacks too, because they there's a chance they're playing this this year if Kirk Cousins. Kellen Mond has, is the backup, and he was not vaccinated when he got COVID recently, which caused the close contact. I don't know if that's changed, but um, so you're down to quarterback number three. And by the way, Mike Zimmer's pulling his hair out over this stuff, so it's not just us 
getting on our high horse. Correct. But it's, it, look, if I was a Vikings fans, I'd be angry that you might blow this chance. Number one, Aaron Rodgers is back, so there goes that one. Number two, you still have a chance to be a playoff team, and your best players could not be there through no fault of their own. That's just where I'm at. I'm with you. All right. Next Summer up. is here. Oops, sorry, that means only one thing. It's time to stock the coolers and start counting down the days until we can enjoy an ice-cold Bud Light in an NFL stadium again. By our count, only 27 days remain. Oh, my goodness. Until we can hear a beer vendor scream, ice-cold Bud Light. To help you take summer by the coolers and get ready to tailgate, Bud Light is giving away coolers all summer, every day long. You can look, if you're watching on YouTube, on YouTube, you're watching this podcast on YouTube, you can look over Ryan Wilson's right shoulder, and you can see the exact cooler that you could get a chance. You can have a chance to win from Bud Light. It's bear proof. It holds, I keep ice cold for up to nine days. It is giant. It is perfect for tailgating. It could be yours simply by going to BudLightLegends.com. Bud Light wants you to throw away that dusty old ice box you have in the back of your garage and tailgate in style this fall. So all you have to do for a chance to enter, to, to enter for a chance to win a free cooler, an awesome free cooler, Go to BudLightLegends.com. Again, that's BudLightLegends.com. Right, you mentioned the Ravens quarterbacks, or I mentioned Lamar Jackson. And sure enough, he'll be, well, he won't be playing. The Saints and the Ravens will be playing on Saturday as well. The big storyline here, of course, is Taysom Hill versus Jameis Winston. But I got to tell you, I blind bet the Ravens in this game because Jim, John Harbaugh has an insane preseason against the spread record. What does blind bet mean? You just bet it no matter, you know what the line was? Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, that, I mean, that. I was like, I'm just betting the Ravens. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I think the quarterbacks. Hey, here's actually, you know what? What? Here's my ice cold take presented by Bud Light since we just talked about Bud Light. <laughs> we should all blindly bet John Harbaugh every single game this preseason against the spread. Why? Because he hits 75% of the time against the spread in the preseason. He is the preseason goat, the preseason coaching ATS goat. And that's why. My ice cold take is that we should blindly bet on John Harbaugh. This is probably a terrible ice cold take, but blindly bet on John Harbaugh and the Ravens to cover all three games of the preseason. I'm thinking three and zero, a sweep. Let's yeah, see. you should you should definitely ice cold bet the my Detroit Lions. They're gonna stomp every team to the ground. That that would have been. I, I do like that. I do like that idea that maybe just maybe the next great against the spread coach in the preseason is Dan Campbell. I do. Does anyone not like him? Like, I love that the fact that he's just, no, I, find him, top. I find him fascinating. He's incredibly entertaining. Yeah. As for the saints, I, I think you mentioned Taysom Hill versus Jameis Winston. That's obviously a big question. I think the good news is that it sounds like Michael Thomas and the organization had a, a positive meeting when days before there were rumblings of a trade, which I don't know if that was going to happen because of salary cap, but even if it did, that would be a huge issue for the saints. Who's, as we've talked about previously, their wide receiver room, there's not a lot of depth there. So there's Triquan Smith, there's Marcus Callaway, there's Deontay Harris. And then, you, I mean, good Lord, then you're asking some questions. So Chris, Chris Oga's back on the roster. Um, when, when, look, when professional lacrosse is a workout and he's, he's not currently one of your receivers, you need to make sure Michael Smith ends up on the team. So that's obviously a big concern as well. But I feel like James is going to win the job. Are, are you different than that? Uh, that's what Pete Prisco heard when he was down in New Orleans. And Pete, you know. I just don't understand why Taysom, I just don't get the Taysom Hill thing as a full-time starter. I think you use him as a gadget guy and allows him to do other things. But Yeah, I, I think that it ultimately ends up being Jameis as well. Because Jameis, 
The only reason, and this was one of my um, previous ice cold takes presented by Bud Light. The only reason that you go with uh, Taysom Hill is that you don't believe you have enough weapons on the on the field or on the roster on the depth chart for Jameis to operate efficiently enough. Like if Michael Thomas is going to be missing time, maybe just maybe you consider going with Taysom and, and fashioning some sort of. But as you've noted previously, that means Alvin Kamara is out of commission too because they don't seem to work well together. So Alvin Kamara is. I've heard some people say they think Kamara could be a monster in fantasy this year because of his usage if Taysom Hill, regardless, because they'll just lean on him so much. But if it's Taysom Hill, Taysom doesn't throw these dump-offs to Kamara. You know, he tries to let it stretch down. The, you know, we'll see. So, yes, I think it's beneficial for everyone involved with the Saints for Jameis Winston to win the job, and I ultimately do expect him to win the job. As for the Ravens, um, first of all, I'll tell you this. Like, it was Wednesday. It was like 94 in upstate New York, which is brutal. But it was basically 94, 95 in, in Baltimore, too, during the practice because I was talking sure. to the Tim Barbalace, the producer down in Baltimore, who was at practice that day with Jason Lockenford. He said they were you know, sweating their brains out. But he said that Patrick Queen, the former first-round pick out of LSU, their linebacker was at practice in full pads, wearing a sweatshirt with the hood up, 95 degrees, 3 o'clock p.m., whatever practice was, 11 a.m., it doesn't matter. And I'm thinking, like, I, I just start – like, when you – like if you're watching television and you see something that's like a, a like someone dressed like that, I start to like have a physical reaction. I can't imagine actually doing it. I mean, it can't be healthy for you. Like it must be some heat strokes type things that you're introducing into the to the equation. But um, anyway, I want to throw that out because that was bonkers. But as for the Ravens, Rashad Bateman, their first round pick, is having groin surgery, and that's going to keep him out for some some time, probably to first few weeks of the season, even, and that's a concern. Major concern. Their their whole offense is really kind of banged up. Their whole receiving course, excuse me, is kind of banged up. And that's they keep drafting receivers with the idea of you know enhancing the the pass game. And you know we know about Lamar having his second bout of COVID. He's back from that. He apparently looks sharp at practice, which is great news. But Rashad Bateman, their first round pick, is is banged up as you note. Um, Sammy Watkins is there now. Which play, what, what player? You know where is he at in his career? And I'm telling you, this is why I'm leaning towards the Browns to win the division. I, I think that. The Browns are the arrows pointing up, as Mike Tomlin likes to say. And I'm, I'm sort of concerned about this Ravens offense. Are you worried that the well wait. No, I'm not. Okay. That that there's too much press on the Browns? Yeah. So the Browns yeah. and Jaguars are also playing. Trevor Lawrence will get some preseason action. Uh obviously interested to see what Urban Meyer in his first game. Is Urban gonna be the new Steve Spurrier? I can see Urban running up the score in the preseason too. To make but, people in Jacksonville think that their offense is really good. Pete Prisco is so already annoyed with Urban Meyer because Urban Meyer, I guess, hilarious. Urban Meyer said this week that um, Gardner Minshew and Trevor Lawrence are, are neck and neck in terms of who's going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, he effectively said that. I, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, it Pete's like, ridiculous. quit saying stupid things, basically, is what, what he tweeted. <laughs> but, um, I, I mean, I get wrong. Yeah, I mean, you're just wasting oxygen when you say that. Uh, yeah, no, Urban Meyer could also be the new Steve Spurrier. Um, is there any chance... How much time does Tim Tebow get as the number three Stop. slash number four? Stop it. No, no. As a tight end, he's starting to make the team as a third, fourth tight end. He's got to get some time. Oh, I guess he'll get some burn in this. Yeah. Maybe he'll get, yeah, he can get some burn here. Where are we at? Because this is actually a breach question. But where are we at on him still making the final 53? Uh, Pete Prisco says, it's, Pete says it's not going to happen. What do you mean? Why, then why bring him in? Because he's got dirt on Urban. He's trying to, he's threatening to. All right. Prisco's so practice squad, right? Yeah, they'll figure out a way to keep him, keep him, give him a job, keep him busy. 
Do you want to be a 30-year-old on the practice squad as a fourth tight end? I might. You, uh, you, I might like the Jaguars minus two and a half here. How about a Jaguars uh, Lions money line parlay? Just take the Lions and walk away with catch your money right now. <laughs> go, go ahead and buy that new car. <laughs> Lions are coming through. Uh, son, you're going, son. There's no. There's no Christmas this year. Why? Uncle Ryan said to bet the Lions blindly in the preseason, and they yeah, lost all the games. You see that tent in the backyard? That's home now. <laughs> We're moving out here, pal. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I. I I don't know what the plan is for Stefanski and the starters in Cleveland. Um, hopefully, Miles Garrett doesn't play at snap, as our buddy Ken Carmen like liked to note last week. After uh, Miles Garrett had a hamstring tweaker, I think it was was. There's no reason to play him. Just don't play him. Yeah, I mean, don't play him at all. Just have him come back in September. Yeah, um, the Browns though. I mean, I'm a little worried they're getting too much. It's like they're too fine. easy. People are just guaranteeing them a spot in the. But we've been doing that for years, but we did it with Hugh Jackson, lesser extent with Freddie Kitchens. But I think Stefanski has managed expectations better than anyone could have ever imagined. And as I always say, they finished the year beating the Steelers twice, includes that playoff game, and they should have beaten the Chiefs. I think they're in a completely different headspace. All right. Fair enough. Who has a better um, rookie debut, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? Justin Fields. I think so too. I, I I just have a hunch that with the upheaval and the sort of uncertainty in Jacksonville, this is not going to be a Justin Herbert situation for Trevor Lawrence. And it's not going to be his fault entirely. I think it's going to be something substantially less than that. Okay. I'm also the same guy. Nice. Just Snoopy Bowl. Yeah. There you go. Zach Wilson had some really bad throws. I'm doing the uh that's my Jonah Hill gif about Zach Wilson. <laughs> Just cut it off. Like Zach Wilson's already struggling. Oh, oh, oh. I thought I said something. I was like, did I call say something offensive? Like no, 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 no. Oh, you was, if you were watching, Wilson started giving me the the yo, 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 chill move. And I was like, wait, did I did I say something? No, bad? I was talking specifically about Zach Wilson's performance. <laughs> yeah. So Zach Wilson was terrible recently. Um and he shrugged it off. It didn't shrug it off, but he said that. He excused his poor play by suggesting that he wouldn't play like that in the regular season. Do you buy or sell that Zach Wilson is intentionally, like, not intentionally playing worse, but testing? He's like, oh, look, like, hey, <laughs> he said, oh, you know, I just want to see if I can make that throw. And then TJ came in and got a hand on it. I wouldn't be doing that in a real game. Well, it's funny because uh, NFL Network's Mike Garapalo reported that uh, he had. Zach Wilson did had so much time in college playing behind that BYU offensive line, which is really good, and playing against lesser competition that he wasn't used to pass rush, which is something that you you know that's sort of one of the things you have to project when you draft some of these guys out of college. So they were trying to simulate uh, more of a pass rush as much as you can in non-contact drills with your quarterback uh, as they prepared for this this preseason game. So we'll see how it turns out, but I think Zach Wilson could be in for a long season just because it's not a very good football team. Uh, there are a lot of expectations. He's playing in New York. He's coming from uh, a program that, that wasn't a power five program where he had tons of time to come into a situation where the pass rushers are some of the best athletes on the planet. So yeah, this ain't going to be a smooth transition. So he could be intentionally making tough throws and not working out, but I don't know if he's going to magically fix that. Sort of a weird thing to do. Although I thought, his, I don't know if you heard his explanation or not, but it did. It was a reasonable explanation that's fine. I mean, he's a rookie. He makes mistakes. I'm not putting yeah. too much stock into it, but he's he's not playing on the Patriots. He's not playing on the Packers. He's not Jordan Love, for example, or Mac Jones. Um, he's playing on the Jets. New coach, bunch of bad players. They're getting better, but 
but this this is coming off what three years of Adam Gase. So I actually like what the Jets are doing by going full Zach Wilson this season. Like you're not they're not going to mess around and you know like be like oh you know well we got a veteran here let's see if we can play him no just get 16 17 games of Zach Wilson and get him as many reps as possible so you can learn Wait, wait a second. You know what we said about Sam Darnold? How that worked out? Sam Darnold got mono and had MG, so we're going to cut him some slack there. All right, fair enough. Who's the backup? Mike White. I don't even know who Mike White is. James Morgan from FAU, I believe. And Josh Johnson. Oh, yeah, good old Josh Johnson. Hey, hey. <laughs> Who's Mike White? Uh, also, by the way, Western Jones will not be playing for the Giants. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm, a, I'm blindly betting the Giants. Uh, Florida International. Sorry. Why is... Uh, hammer the Giants money line. Why is Danny Dimes not playing? I don't know. They just said he's not going to play. You know why I'm hammering the Giants money line? Because he's not playing? Oh, yeah, I do know why. Your buddy's oh, yeah, starting. Mike Glennon. All a whole lot of Mike Glennon. Oh, that's at the primetime game, 730. I'm sure everybody watching that game instead of Joe Burrow and Tom Brady when the Bengals and the Buccaneers play. Bucks minus six. It's a pretty massive spread for a preseason game. Do we know how much time we're gonna see a Joe Burrow? Uh we don't, but I can't imagine it's a ton. He he's not gonna play week one. I don't know if he's ready to come back yet. That's what I was gonna posit. Because he's still, I mean, you know, I, I think the concern last time I checked was not the physical, but the mental. Well, I don't know if you saw this, but the, because uh, I was, um, I was on, you know, you heard me. I was on HQ. Actually, you may have heard me say it. I was on HQ on Wednesday night. It was replaying over the next morning before they start the new day. And I was talking about the Bengals and the props, AFC North props. Joe Burrow's pass yard prop has come down almost 100 yards since those reports of him struggling out there came out. What is it? 40 like 4,100. It was about 4,200. That's a lot. Let me give you quickly. Season if he plays all year. All right. Well, let me give you the props that I had to answer a few days ago. See what you think. Trevor Lawrence over under 4,050.5 passing yards. Trevor Lawrence over how many? 4,050. Oh, way over. No way. Um, Zach what? Wilson over Dude, under 4,000 passing yards is going to be average with 17 games now. All right. I'll circle back. But let me Zach Wilson over under 3,750 passing yards. 3750. I'll take the uh, wait. So 3750. Yeah. I'm just going to do a divided by 17 to see. That's 220 a game over. That team sucks. He's going to throw the ball a ton. Over. They're both going under. You can lock it up. The last time the Jaguars had someone throw over four, uh, 4,000 yards, 2015, Blake Bortles threw for 4,400 yards, five and 11. The, la- the time before that, 1996, Mark Brunel. Last year, and again, we are playing. What does that have to do with anything? Doesn't happen a lot. That's what it has to do with anything. And also, I mean, as you know, they play one more game, but there's two more things I'll mention. We can move on. The first round quarterbacks drafted the last three years Baker, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. Um, I'm actually throwing a Mitchell because he started a lot for the Jaguars that year. Daniel Jones, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Tua Tonga Below. How many of those guys threw for over 4,000 yards in rookie season? Uh, all of them. One. One of them. Justin Herbert. How many, how many threw over for, for over 3,800 if you add in that extra game and, and just baseline, say, 200 yards in that final game? Uh, one, two, three. Okay. Yeah, so it would be it'd have been Baker who had 37, Kyler had 37, then Justin was already in the conversation. So Baker and Kyler were right at that, that threshold you were talking about, Debo, and they would have been over that. The rest of the guys didn't do jack. I mean, Gardner had 3,200, and, and he didn't start every game. Yeah. But – um. My point is that, I mean, Joe Burrow's going to start every game as soon as he's healthy, but if he's not, and we don't know 
that's just a lot. And in terms of the rookies that I mentioned, 44,000 yards for try, that team stinks. The Jaguars? Yeah. Yeah, but they, I mean, again, the Jets and the Jaguars both have bad defenses. It's not like they went to a team with good defenses who have. We just heard Zach defense. Wilson told us he's throwing interceptions to try to figure things out. This I'm just saying they're going to be throwing a lot. I, th- I think the volume and yardage will be there without necessarily the volume and pass attempts and yardage will get there without having great seasons potentially. All right. All right. We'll see. That, that would be my argument there. Um, don't bet. Don't bet Bengals Bucks. <laughs> don't bet six points. Kyle Trask versus who's the backup in. Uh, Cincinnati. Uh, the other, let's see. Um, ooh, spicy. Chiefs 49ers, Texans Packers. What is that? What do you think a Texans Packers line can be? Because Brandon, the Packers. By the way, Brandon Allen's the backup in Cincinnati. Okay, so what's the line in the Texans Packers? At Green Bay. Let me Chiefs, guess. Texans at Green Bay. I'm going to say minus eight and a half. <laughs> That's what I would have guessed too. It's minus three. Really? Yeah. Aaron, Aaron's probably going to play, isn't he? Um, Deshaun did not travel, so clearly he's not playing. Deshaun, Deshaun was listed as the fourth quarterback on the uh, Texans roster. I don't know if you saw him when he um, – Aaron Rodgers is likely to sit out, so we're going to probably a full – Oh, Jordan Love. Yeah. But again, uh, here, here's the thing. You start Jordan Love, it's still minus eight and a half. Who it sounds the like ta- Aaron Rodgers will sit out the entire preseason. Maybe that's part of this deal for coming back. Love has not taken a single snap yet well, in his about- career, including the preseason. He's about to get a bunch of them. Yes, he is. But here's the thing. Even if you start Jordan Love or even if you start whoever's behind Jordan Love, I don't even know who that is. Who on the te- on the Texans is going to score points? All right. I'm reading this from Jeff Kerr's article. It says, Packers head coach Matt LaFleur said Tuesday he doesn't expect Rodgers to play this preseason. All right. That's I don't know if he means this. The next three weeks. I think that's what it means. Well, I didn't know if he means this game or or this the preseason well, as a whole. That's not what he said. That would actually make a lot of sense. You got no reason to put Rodgers out there. He knows the offense. He's playing well. You know, he's locked exactly. in. He can get all his reps in practice. And love, you know, if you are going to move on from Aaron Rodgers this coming offseason, exactly. you're going to need to see some snaps from Jordan Love, and you haven't seen a single one in his entire career. So now my Steelers fans are angry because Ben Roethlisberger's not playing uh, in the preseason. At least he didn't play on Thursday night. Only because Tom Brady has he's always done always takes some snaps and that gets people's antenna up. But yeah, there's no reason to put Aaron Rodgers out there. There's no reason to more even less reason to put Big, Big Ben out there. And um, I'm taking eight and a half and the and the Packers. Yeah, I'll take minus three. You mean? I was kidding. I was making my own line. The guy they're going to win by two touchdowns. No, well, let's take him. I love it. Uh, the what was the other one I mentioned that was spicy? Oh, Chiefs and 49ers. Trey Lance, this is easily the most in- anticipated thing of the preseason, I think, is Trey Lance, because he has been, by all accounts, lighting it the bleep up at uh, training camp practices. Has he? He's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Are you serious? I saw you tweet out uh, one of the bombs he threw. You put your little emoji eyes on there, but I, I haven't seen a whole bunch of other reports. He's been lighting it up. Okay, well, I mean, that's good for him. It's good for Kyle Shanahan. Not great for Jimmy G, but Jimmy G is going to be the starter once the season starts, and he just has to stay healthy. Or play well. They got to win games, and he's got to play not poorly. It sounds like... Yeah, they got, they're got they going to win 10 games. Let's look at their schedule. Their schedule's pretty... Well, speaking of two quarterback situations, Kyle Shanahan has intimated that he plans on utilizing Trey Lance in some packages. This is I've said this on HQ and on the radio. They need to do... On some level, what the um, what the Ravens did with Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson, 
Well, they shouldn't do. They shouldn't have Joe Flack pull, have Jimmy G throw the medicine ball that Joe Flacco would throw to Lamar Jackson trying to get him jacked up. And Lamar Jackson refused to catch it. <laughs> like, Trey, Trey Lance, don't catch Packers that. Packers like swinging at his knees. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I would I would wholly expect that. And I'm sure it'll be successful because Trey Lance is a great athlete and really smart football player. But um, I think you have the best chance to win the most games right now with a quarterback who's played in the NFL for, for some time, not a guy who didn't even play last season in FCS. Well, I, I, people ask me, like, what's the deal with Cam Newton and Mac Jones? I'm like, same deal with Trey Lance and Kyle Sh- and, and, yeah, and I don't know. Why do you say that? I say that in the sense that I think Belichick and Kyle Shanahan, because they both believe they have teams that can win this year, will go with the veteran out of the gate rather than go with the rookie. Because if the veteran struggles, it's easier to pull a ripcord and go to the rookie. If the, the rookie struggles and you pull the ripcord and go to the veteran, it you know you can potentially damage the The, the difference is that Mac Jones played at the highest level in FBS, and Trey Lance didn't play at all last year at FCS. And I think you I don't think you would argue with this. And I'm not a Jimmy G fan. I'd rather have Jimmy G than Cam, I think. Uh, actually, actually, I think I said I said last week, a couple weeks ago, me and Breach said I think we would rather have Cam. All right, so I'll have him at even now. I don't want to go back and lie on myself. I, I, would, think, uh, I would say that I would rather have Cam than Jimmy G. I think actually that's what I said originally, so I, w- I won't go back on that. Yeah. Um, but this is assuming that Cam's improved over last year, and I think he, he's going to be. Should but I think, I mean – Mac Jones is well ahead of Trey Lance based on just what he was able to do last year. Maybe look, if Trey Lance goes to Alabama, maybe he puts up as good as or better numbers, but he didn't. So I think there's a difference between whether he starts or whether that's like saying Trey Trevor Lawrence shouldn't start because of the rationale you just used. Trevor Lawrence was not quite as productive as Mac Jones last year, but obviously the man. Uh, um we have Seahawks, Raiders, and Chargers, Rams. Chargers, Rams, hmm. that might be an under game because Brandon Staley said that he is going to take the same approach as his mentor, Sean McVay, who he's playing against, and rest all his starters in the preseason. So I guess Sean McVay is just not going to play Matthew Stafford in the preseason. Rest all his starters like who? Just like, not going to play them. I'll, oh, now listen. Justin Herbert, too? I feel like Justin Herbert needs to get a little run or not. Mm-mm. All right. I will say this. I have no issue with sitting Derwin James for the entire preseason. So, right? Yeah. Oh, Joey Bosa? Yeah. That's, I'm oh, I was about that. to look at, like, what the Rams did with the 2020. I was like, I was, trying, I was like, what on earth happened in the last preseason? Oh, right. There was no preseason. Here are the scores for the Rams' four preseason games from 2019. 14 to th- they scored three points, 14 to three lose to the Raiders, 14 to 10 lose to the Cowboys, beat the Broncos 10 to six, and beat the Texans 22 to 10. Wow. What, what is that? What is the what is the under on this? Uh oh, let's see. It's gonna be uh I'll set it at 33. 33 and a half. Wilson, the preseason line maker. Uh, we're gonna bet that under too. Yeah, that's insanely low. Yeah, it doesn't matter. These teams don't score. They're not this. The Chargers and the Rams. If you got two guys who are not just resting, they're resting their key starters, right? So that that implies that they don't want them to get hurt. Obviously, when you're doing that, you are also not going to call a bunch of trick play, deep passes, trying to. You're going to run the clock. These guys are going to use backup running backs and run the clock and take a couple of shots. This under is a smash factor. Hmm. Chase, um, Dan- Chase Daniel is a wild card. He's a backup for the Chargers. He might go out there slanging. No. Right. Uh, so we're going to take the, I'm, I'm writing these down. LAC under 33 and a half. And we're taking the lions. 
Hmm. Minus one. Anything else that we are taking in the pre? Anything else I mentioned, Debo or, or Wilson, that I that I've forgotten to circle back on? Uh, you mentioned the Giants. You, you're taking the Giants because oh, Glennon. that's just a, that's a me taking it for Mike Glennon picks. Okay. So don't don't necessarily. You like Jacksonville over the Browns for some reason. I'm not sure why. Oh, oh I'm, I want to look into whether Urban's going to run up the score. Oh, right. Okay. I think that was it. Um, let's see. Green Bay. Oh, this is. I don't want. What? Trying to look on Sportsline. I don't want this garbage of regular season bets. Give me the. Give me the preseason. I mean, I'm joking. Obviously, regular season bets are great. Uh, but uh, it looks like uh, Panthers-Colts. That's the Sunday game. RJ has a bet on that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. He might like the Panthers in that one. That's a 1 p.m. game on Sunday. And there's a logical reason. The Colts are so banged up, they may just simply want to get just get out of there without too much damage. You think you buy, buy into that? Yeah. I mean, again, why get more people banged up when you're already on the precipice of this thing going the wrong direction? Makes total sense. Yeah, if I'm them, I'm not trying to get aggressive with my with the, the guys that I'm trotting out there. Uh, before we go. Yes. What's your top Kevin Costner, Kevin Costner sports movie? Oh, goodness gracious. Well, this, I assume, is a Field of Dreams uh, reference. That's what I'm going with. Last night was incredible. What a scene in Iowa. And I bring it up because uh, our coworker, Amanda Guerra, has tweeted out 10 Cup is better than any other Kevin Costner sports movie. Oh, no. Well, you know, you know, but you know why, you know why she's talking about it, right? Why? Oh, so you did. This is so Wilson of you. I'm uh, just looking at her tweet. Am I supposed to be able to read more than to the words she wrote, she wrote in the tweet? No, but um, last she started night, playing golf. No, last night in Iowa. They built a Field of Dreams baseball stadium, baseball setup. And two teams, two MLB teams played in Iowa in a Field of Dreams. Oh. And presented by Geico, by the way. Interesting. It takes away a little of the allure of the Field of Dreams mystique when you throw in presented by Geico. All right. Um, at any rate, the uh, so I would, I, I would actually, I might take Tin Cup. Oh, interesting. By the way, circling back quickly. I don't we'll really like... Uh, I love, we love Amanda. I don't know that I, I feel like sometimes I, I don't generally liked, I don't find myself on the same side of takes as Amanda. She's got oh, okay. her takes. She's got she's what? She's got them Azer takes. She has, a, takes. I, I almost asked her the other day on Twitter if she was related to Azer. That's awesome. Uh, Next, by the way, Brinson, in terms of your Jacksonville Browns bet, Kevin Stefanski is not going to play. He's keeping starters out against Jacksonville. All right. So we're going to take the Jags. So we got four. Preseason bets. Let me make sure. I might have put one in on it. How does a human being lose his telephone? Oh, it's underneath my notepad. Yeah. It's like, how did I lose my telephone on a podcast just sitting here on a podcast? So it's going to be Case Keenum versus Trevor Lawrence for whatever that does for you. Uh, oh, the other bet I got in was Seattle money line in week one. Uh, I have Baltimore minus two and a half against the Saints. I am going to take. So two and a half, I think it's still fine at three and a half. Uh, I will take the Chargers under 33 and a half, Lions minus one. And what did I say Jaguars were? Minus one, maybe? But yeah, minus one. And do we need to take the Packers minus three and a half? Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna get Jordan Love going. 
Tease them down to eight and a half, whatever that takes, and just do that. You don't tease, you don't ever tease through. I know it's a joke. Okay. I mean, who's teasing it to a worse spread? (laughs) No, that's called a pleaser when you go the other way. Oh, is it? Is that a real thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tease it, you 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 tease it in the in the direction that would normally screw you over, and you get it's like bonus odds. So if you there you go, seven points the opposite way. I love a good love a good pleaser. Um, by the way, are we skipped over briefly? Seahawks Raiders. Do you care about that game at all? No, no, I don't. you mentioned it in passing, and I, you know, I don't have a lot to say. I, I think uh, I don't know who's playing. If Derek Carr's playing, that's great. Uh, if Russ Wilson's playing, that's great. If not, that's also fine. Well, you know, the uh, Raiders aren't winning the division. If uh, Russ sits, I need to look at. I need to. I'm a little. I feel like I'm a little in terms of gambling on the preseason stuff. I'm a little behind the eight ball on it, just because there was no preseason last year. Um, but I, you, can, you can see I got a tiny little pencil out now if you're watching on YouTube.com, and, and I think we can uh, we can dig in and find some some nice little options for uh, that could that could boost us uh, in the for over the next three weeks. So we'll um, here's our card for the weekend. Oh, you know what? we're gonna take the Panthers too. <laughs> plus one. Let's see if that's still the same line. If it's moved around at all. Oh, Carolina plus one and a half on Caesars. So we got six six bets we're going to take in the preseason. I'm not I'm not suggesting that um, anybody should put like three units on these. Right? It's we're just we're going to have some fun in the preseason. Again, if you follow me on the Action app, if I bet on anything else, I'll you'll get you can, you can follow me. You'll get a little alert. I'm a, I'm verified. No big deal, Wilson. Um, Ravens minus three and a half. Chargers under. Lions minus one, Jaguars minus one, Packers minus three and a half, and Carolina plus one and a half. There are probably some other over-unders out there that we should be taking a peek at. They're all in the 30s, but Cowboys Cardinals, 39 and a half. That feels steep. Steep. That's funny. Uh, anything else? Any other thoughts about this uh, this coming weekend in the preseason? Come back Saturday for the mailbag. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I've heard rave reviews about it already. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. All right. See you, buddy. Enjoy the weekend, everyone. We'll talk to you on Saturday and then again on Sunday slash Monday.